0: You're wrong. Episode three. Yes, we have returned for a third episode. No one thought we would do number one. Then they said, Wow, number two, really? And they have, they're going to say, Please stop already. We can't keep going. I think they said that after number one. They probably said that after. <laughs> one. All right. Anywho, as you guys all know, this is a podcast by two dudes smart enough to see problems but too dumb to figure out how to fix them. I am Luke. With me is Jeremiah. Hello, hello. That's quite a long intro. I didn't. I tell it was like, you was know, out right was, there. It
1: was a different decent intro. Okay. If I could, if I could make it through a single sentence, then I would say it was a decent intro. Let's hit but the disclaimer. I would say, <laughs> at, at, you know, I want you, <laughs> I want you guys to remember that this is. Podcast is mainly opinion-based unless we otherwise state it. Of course, our utmost authority as Christians is Scripture. But many of the topics we deal with may or may not be directly addressed, or they may just be gray areas in the Christian life. Our goal is to make you come away from the podcast thinking about the subjects you may not have thought about in the past. So, with that, Luke, what are people wrong about this week?
0: This week, people are wrong about church buildings. Church buildings. Church What specifically... Buildings. We haven't talked about our
1: opinions on... We don't talk about our opinions on these things before we record. No, we don't. So we are really just,
0: you know... I don't know. There's only been like maybe like two or three times I think I've ever talked to you where like I said something and you're like, wait, wait, you think this? And I was like, yeah. And you're like, no, 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 no. And you're wrong. I, <laughs> and you're wrong. Yeah. First off, so you are wrong.
1: I, I really am hearing Luke's opinions for the first time. What What do you think... When it comes to church buildings, and when we say church buildings, we mean the actual physical. When I mean church church buildings, I mean the actual
0: physical building that is built with a sanctuary in it, where people come. It doesn't have to be a sanctuary, I guess. I guess it could. Yeah, whatever. It it is. It is an actual physical building built for church meetings. Okay, I'm not talking about. I don't know what else you could think that would be. I mean, you seem to be a very analytical I don't know. guy. I think some
1: people would say, "Well, the church building that you know we well, referred it's... to as church, the the uh, Christ Church building on Earth," and it's like, okay, you okay, know, yeah, what we yeah, yeah. We're yeah. talking about uh, brick and I'm, mortar here. Yeah, I'm we're talking, not. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm
0: talking about the bricks. I'm talking about the mortar. I'm talking about the building. So, what,
1: what do you, when you think of a church building? What do you perceive in your mind? Just your general impression.
0: Well, the problem with me is that when I think. <laughs> When I think of it, I go to like the worst thing. Okay, I do. I go. I go to. I go to a, a huge building. Mm-hmm. I go to a huge sanctuary. Tons of lights. I don't know why. I grew up in mostly a place where it was just a kind of a normal fog machine. Fog machine. Got to yeah. have how much fog juice is used in a fog machine on a Sunday? I think it was a but, Babylon Beat where it was talking about the the.
1: Worship leaders scrambling to party city because they're they're out of they're out of (laughs) fog juice. And so these these worship leaders are frantically going to each party city in the area (laughs) trying to find fog
0: juice. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so the thing with with church buildings is, yes, they are necessary. This is not like I don't think this is a an episode of us being like church buildings are unnecessary. I think I'm the one that actually said this is something I want to talk about because I think more of what is wrong with church buildings is when we are building and building and building onto a church unnecessarily. And what I mean by unnecessarily in my view and my perspective is, I guess it's the water heater. I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, what I view as unnecessary is I am not busting at the seams in my sanctuary for space for my congregation. And I just do not accept or think that it is a great thing for churches to be just building on mm-hmm. for no, like, oh, well, we need 50 more Sunday school rooms. I don't, I don't think, think you need, need that. Yeah. I don't agree with you.
1: Yeah, I've been to churches where you walk around and I remember specifically one we went to where we were like we asked one of the deacons and we said, "So, what uh, what what grade level is the school?" Cuz it was so big and it had such a large campus. We assumed that it had a school attached to it, and he looked at us like we had three heads, he was like, "There's no school. This is just the church." So the only time this is open is on Sundays and Wednesdays, right? Yeah, that's the only time it's open. It it was such a massive building for it was a larger church. It was like four hundred and fifty people,
0: mm-hmm. but
1: it could easily, easily have sat two thousand, and it could have easily supported Sunday schools for that many people and had spare closets for people to go and
0: you know cook up Sunday dinner. It. it <laughs> the reason why this is an issue for me, the reason why you're all wrong is when I was at church, it was my senior year of high school. The church I was going to, they had a extension put onto the church. And this was, again, a pretty big church. I would say probably, I don't know. I actually don't know how many members was in this church because my parents didn't go to this church. It was just me. I went with friends because I liked my friends. So, um, I remember Remember my Sunday school school teacher, teacher. he said, you know, it's just something I I don't agree with is the building of a $10 million extension to our church. Now, I am 18, so did I hear that wrong? Maybe. (laughs) But this was a big, I mean, it was a big addition. It was, I think it was four stories, because they had like a ditch, or not ditch, a what's it called? The retaining wall. So it went down lower than the main level. And it was like four levels. Let's just call it three. Cause I'm probably exaggerating this and I don't want to exaggerate cause I do see it as a problem. Um, but you have at least three levels. That's you insane. have so many more rooms, right? Like they were talking about Sunday school rooms, small group rooms, uh, office room, office space and stuff like that. The church was already big and they had bought across the street. They had bought, uh, if I say this, okay, whatever, I don't care. They they had bought an old ice skating rink, and they turned it into the church youth group area. So they already had a church youth group area, which was nice. It was pretty big. It was a good good place. Um, it wasn't like super renovated or remodeled, but it did the job it was supposed to do, and it was nice because you know the youth had their own place. I guess that's a okay thing. I mean, after last hey, week, did I don't you know, not listen to last week's I was like, episode. I don't think it's an okay thing now. But um, but they had that. And so they didn't have any kind of across the street, and that was not just youth group. That was kids from high school to like sixth grade or or fifth grade. Like there was all kinds of us in that in that area. So all those kids are transplanted across the street. Then you build hundred room. What this is a when I say it was a huge. Like I do renovations. I I renovate homes, and this was a humongous building wow. so i could probably see it being 10 million dollars and even as an 18 year old my brain goes to was this necessary and i agree with my with my sunday school teacher in that moment which was he was not he wasn't sitting there bashing kind of like i am right now the what what had happened but he just put it out he's like would that 10 million dollars have been better used in the mission field would well, that 10 million dollars have been better used being given to I don't know any kind of church-led organization for like maybe the homeless in in Birmingham or maybe um I mean really anything like educating young yeah. children in like and like getting getting somehow pushing to get more Christian material in schools or or whatever it could have been 10 million dollars to a building now did your did the church outright pay for that or did they go into debt okay to, this to build is something it? I don't know but I'm I don't want to actually guess because okay. I'm not gonna slander this this is yeah. i I I would think that it was a like a loan a loan I would think it is yeah I'm not gonna say it was I'm not assuming it was yeah but th- and that would make it worse to me yeah
1: I think if you can if you have to go into debt to build an unnecessary building that is specifically bad now I don't want to tarnish the unnamed church either but it, you know, they may have outright paid for it, but that is a good point. You know, what 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 could they have done for for the mission field? How, how, how many uh, masters students could you put through seminary oh, that's that's ten good million dollars? Right, right? That I mean, you have the Masters Academy International that's sending pastors into China and the Philippines and every other and all these hostile places across the world. Ten million dollars would have done a lot for them. Now, okay, that, now it sounds like we're being those Marxist. "Quote unquote Christians yeah. who are like it," you know. It's okay. John MacArthur is bad because he has a net worth of however much. That, much I don't know what his there's net worth is. There's people who talk bad about What's John his net worth. I don't. I think it's like eight million or something like that. Oh, but the the thing is that he he. What's Joel Osteen's? Oh, it's icon- like <laughs> it's, it's a lot more. But <laughs> yeah, the, the the thing with John MacArthur, and this is a major tangent. People talk about his his net worth being you know whatever it is. Um, but they don't take into account that that is all his cumulative assets. So he has a home. Yes. He owns a ranch uh, in uh, somewhere else in California that is used exclusively for, um, like mission workers and stuff like that. People so don't understand. They come. What they they come and they stay. Is. So that's yes, it's his land. He owns the ranch. Right. But he is not the user of the rent he, he uses it for the ministry
0: eight million dollars laying no, around no. Well, okay i don't know if he does or not He's, but he does it would be highly that. doubtful that yes. he does
1: now other you know prosperity gospel preachers of course yeah they're they got private, they got jets, got private jets i don't i don't know i've never seen anything about john MacArthur's private jet i'm not if, either if he i mean I what does know. he drive now now i don't know all i don't know things, if he man. does drive honestly you're in california that's kind of Oh, I he guess you would have Tesla. To
0: you think he's driving Tesla? He seems like a Tesla guy. He seems like. I don't know. He seems like a Tesla guy.
1: No, I think he, he, he. I don't know. I would see. John I'd see John, John John Piper. John, John Piper McArthur. is a I Tesla him, guy.
0: I see him more of like. He's probably like an F 150 dude.
1: King Ranch. King Ranch? King okay, ranch. fine. I'll we'll give, give him King, King, King Ranch. We went from Tesla to King Ranch. And like somehow like, we're gonna bring this back well, to church. Saying, like like
0: Doug Wilson or something like that. Doug Wilson's driving like a 1986 like GMC C100 or I don't think that's it, even a GMC. I think it's a Chevy, but it doesn't matter. He's driving an old beat up one like that. It's barely running. That's just because he's just all brash and rugged. Mm-hmm. I love Doug Wilson. I'm just saying <laughs> <He's> just like, <laughs> that's just what I would think. He's like, what are you? What's, he's driving a jalopy because he doesn't care. Yeah. This is looking Moscow too. Anyway, yeah, sorry, we're way Moscow. off here. But the,
1: with a church building, I think if you have to go into debt to. Now, if you have to go into debt to build an entirely new building because your church has experienced such radical, exponential growth that you have to, within the next six months, you have to either buy a new building or extend your building because otherwise there's going to be a fire and someone's going to die.
0: I, I to if, say yeah. it comes down to maybe that, then. Then, yeah, then I could understand I would, going I would, into I debt I could for,
1: for a building project, but do you want the church beholden to the bank, right? That's kind no, of no, where no. my
0: perspective is. And I don't think, I mean, is there scripture on churches being held to the yeah. bank? I don't think there is. I, I mean, f- anything that happens with That debt would be a good the,
1: thing to tweet us at. Yeah, anything. F that, underscore O <laughs> W score underscore, underscore Y underscore w w W. underscore underscore Uh, underscore don't do that but
0: (laughs) but no but i'm saying like it anywhere in the bible that debt is brought up is anything good brought up with it no okay so again that's where i go to where it's like it's it's the it's not that debt is just an outright okay don't get a mortgage on your house okay i would say don't get a car payment on your car but that's fine you can do that i guess but i'm saying that it's debt doesn't come with good things no it doesn't is is your building necessary i don't know what jeremiah just described sure i guess it could be necessary in that case if your church is if if you're sitting there and you're like i have we have done we're doing three services a day i think i said this to someone i don't know if it was you or someone else i said your pastor should be doing in my opinion should be doing three sermons a day and have that entire sanctuary full before they start going Mm -hmm. we need to start building on to this church because i just again it goes back to that visceral reaction i had with this building cost 10 million say i was wrong because i'm 18 years old and it wasn't 10 million okay say it was five Say, say it was one say it was one that's fine say it was one say it was a few hundred thousand dollars for a bunch there was no way it was because it was a brick facade it was windows it was brand new buildings you're talking you're talking electrical you're talking plumbing you're talking bathrooms you're talking everything you're talking all the retaining wall You're talking about the retaining wall you're talking about all the building structure to build that thing up then you're talking also i mean like like i said i can go into this without all the things it would cost so it is it is in the millions of how much this thing cost was that necessary did, did that church that I was going to, did we have, we were just busting at the seams where we needed to have more rooms for Sunday school. Those rooms were nice. I went in, I think I've only went in that building like two times the entire time I was there, but they were really nice rooms. Did we need them? I think they put the little kids in like the bottom, like the nursery and the little kids in the bottom, and that's fine. But did we already have a nursery and a little kids room? Yeah, I know we did because where were they going before then? They were, they were, there was a place for them Well they were busting at the scenes where we had to spend $10 million on a new building. I don't think so. Could we spend a hundred thousand dollars on a little um, mobile home? I'm I'm joking. Okay, not really. But uh, but I mean, people do it.
1: I have been to churches where
0: I think Brook Hills, Brook Hills, over um, near us. They they do that with their uh, small groups. They have the mobile things next door. I
1: went to a house church for a while right before we left Guam, Mm -hmm. and at that house church, uh, they they had built on to the pastor's house. He physically built. It was maybe twenty feet wide span the length of his house had seating for maybe 50 60 people and then they started having kids come and so they bought a shipping container that was insulated and, and put just, that on the side of the, it's the shipping container yeah it, it was an insulated yeah. shipping container with a door on the yeah. side that had the the kids class in it and so it was
0: I started reading up on this before we did this thing yeah it, like, w- it like was the- it was
1: a tiny It was a literal house church, and after the morning service and after the evening service, uh, they didn't always do an evening service. It was maybe like once or twice a month that they did. But after each service, the entire church gathered together and had a meal. Which the entire church was sixty people. But this this is how it
0: started, though. Yeah. In Acts, you can go back to it. And this is where it started. Where, well, let me pull up my notes here because I, I have them, okay. You have notes? Cause scripture says 120 believers gathered here for 10 days praying and waiting for the Holy Spirit to come at Pentecost, Acts 1, 12 through 14. In the upper room. Okay, so, then, so I went through and I looked up, like, where would they, what houses? So it's usually the more affluent people in those churches they would meet at their homes. And those people would have large upper rooms where it would just be everyone would gather in there. They just had these large rooms. Then they had courtyards at one point. There's caves you can go look at that they'd have in and whatever. And that's underneath further. a willow tree by the river. Okay, so I'm, that's what I'm saying. You have these things where it's like, I know the, it's just I don't know why is this so frustrating for me to talk about. Just it really, is frustrating. It really, it really, really irks me. I, I look at churches where it's like. I mean, I think that a person in the shoes of the old church I was at, at our church, could look at our church and go, we need to build. Mm-hmm. I think that's the kind of mentality they had. And that's what I don't like, where it's like you look at it and you go, guys, we're doing fine right now. We have enough space. We don't need to keep building on. We don't need to do more. We need, to, we can, there's a difference between building on and renovating. Okay. If your church needs renovations. If your church has things that are falling apart, they need to be taken care of. Yeah. You've old age-
1: carpet that you've got to pull yeah. up and put tile the down. The old
0: carpet that those kids are spitting on and <laughs> and doing other things on carpet you, nurseries are not a good idea that is crazy but it doesn't matter you, like those things can come that thing those things are necessary things mm-hmm. i'm not detracting away from maintaining god's house yeah from making where it is a place where you can be a in. good steward of what yes. we've
1: been given is
0: necessary absolutely and it's like the, the renovations uh, doing things that make it where it is a comfortable environment for people it doesn't have to be necessarily like over comforting like you know, oh we have a a $40,000 HVAC unit that keeps the the building within 2 degrees of you know what no we don't need all that but we need it where it's it's usable it's good for the for the congregation and it's being used to glorify God. Mm-hmm. Do I have to build a 10 million dollar extension? Do I have to build on a smaller church scale? Do I have to build a $250,000 extension yeah. to the church? Do I have to do that? I mean, if you really think about it, churches, like, if you go, like, into the country, I mean, in Alabama, we have tons of country, you go in the country, and what do you see? You see a little church that just has a sanctuary. That's all they have. They don't have anything else. It's you walk in the doors, you're in the sanctuary, and then you have the stage where the pulpit is, and that's all you have, and then you go home. Mm -hmm. So do you really need anything else? No. Is it bad to have church offices? Absolutely not. I don't think that's a bad thing. I don't think it's a horrible thing. Churches take organization. Churches take a lot to run. There is a lot of things that go on behind the scenes that none of us will ever really know unless you're a part of being like an actual church team. Exactly. Of like pastors and of of um, custodians and of groundskeepers and of all, like things have to happen. People have to do things to upkeep God's house. Absolutely. And
1: this kind of leads into what, what I was thinking about when we said, you know, church buildings is what we would be talking about tonight. When I When I think about it, I've been to... I've been to a lot of churches, but I've been churches. to some churches. some churches where they were uh, new churches. They had just been started, and the space they had was in a strip mall next to a Chinese restaurant in a Buffalo Wild Wings. Huh. Nice. And that was the space that they were able to rent, and that was a space that they had. And so they were utilizing it. What do you think about those? Using you know a, a strip mall because i've heard many i've seen memes about it and it i don't know why instagram thinks i'm catholic so i keep getting like <laughs> they they really think i'm some orthodox like trad catholic i get all these memes <gasps> That are oh, just dude. like trying to dunk on Protestants. And then I, every time I'm like, I want to comment on this and talk about how that's Ugh, not what to valid. do, spiritual warfare. But the thing is, there's like a thousand comments, and I look at them I'm like, I'm not going to scream into the void. That's going to take way too long. And I might get like one like if I'm lucky. But. And then you get like like the, 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 memes, you. all the people. There's memes. There's all these memes I see of, you know, like, oh, look at the, the Catholic cathedral that was hand painted by, you know, such and such in this day. And it has gold fixtures and the and the confessional booth was hand carved by so and so and then you look at the protestant church and it's it next to a buffalo wild wings with a smoke machine yeah. and it's like okay
0: I, my thing is i think that that is okay so i have That's a That's pride
1: number 1 <laughs> because you're so proud of where your thing looks that you're going to yeah. disparage w- what you perceive and last i checked a lot of catholics were uh, very in tune with the idea of bringing the churches together so are you going to bring the churches together with that kind of attitude that seems a little prideful a little sinful and almost like you don't
0: want the church to come together let's not be too prideful over here wow. listen i think that strip malls things are fine i think it's if it's a necessary like if you don't want to like let's say you're doing a house church okay you're going and you grow and then you're like, I got 100 people. Okay, my house, I don't think I could fit 100 people. Maybe I could. It'd be really tough. It'd be so hot in there. It would be very warm. It'd be very, Especially because you never turn your air conditioner you know, on. No, I try not to. I don't want to waste the money, okay? okay my, my electric bill is like $78. It's
1: like you know what, Terry Crews and Everyone Hates Chris. I don't even, I don't watch that show. I've seen like one episode of it on Nick it, at Night. It might not be a good show. I probably shouldn't have brought I up a show. I keep my
0: thermostat on 78 degrees inside. All times. Okay, until it's nighttime. Now, I put down one, because then the temperature comes down one degree. And then I can go to sleep, and I won't wake up again. Now, if I wake up again, I have to go and lower it one more te- one more degree, so that we'll turn the AC You're on. You're a maniac. you know. Just that. so right. that I'll go to My sleep. My
1: thermostat stays on 70.
0: <laughs> no. I couldn't sleep. I'd be too cold. That's why you have blankets. Dude, I am like, I, I just... In pajamas. I'd rather be hot than cold, dude. I can't stand the cold. Anyway. I have no word. I <laughs> Anyway. No wonder 78 I... 78 degrees. That's the optimal temperature of your home in the summer. No. And in the winter, I, I hate the cold, but I put it at like 64 because I don't want the heater to come on. And I just wear a lot of blankets. My wife is worse. She's worse than me. No. She is. No, she is. She would. She'd have it at 80 if she could. She would. What, she is, would, wrong she would what is wrong with you To save a dollar. To save a dollar. What is
1: wrong with you people? I understand saving a dollar, so but electricity we, is not that expensive.
0: Obviously, we couldn't have church at our house. Okay, let's just... No. We obviously <laughs> could not have it here. But I'm just saying, it, it, it's a necessary thing, or it's good to have it when at your house and whatever, and we outgrow your home or a home, whatever home it is, to go and to be like, we're going to go... You rent uh, a school, like, you know, ask a school, local school, like, how much would it cost for us to use your auditorium or go to a strip mall and find a place to rent? I don't see a problem with that because I think you're doing something necessary. It's like, hey, we're trying to accommodate people. They're coming into our congregation, and we want to do – I'm not saying – I guess it really is the bare minimum. You need to do the bare minimum to make it where it is a good environment. is a safe environment. You can have kids there. You can have pregnant women. Let's go with that. If a pregnant woman can sit in the place that you are preaching from, then you're good because obviously they need it to be a little bit more cooler or a mm-hmm. little bit warmer. And I guess is it warmer in the winters? Probably warmer in the winters. But it they needs need, to be somewhere. They need something more than a normal person would, yeah. right? So that that to me is like if they can sit through a sermon and with comfort, then you're doing fine, and that's what it should be. But past that, I don't see. We don't need. I don't need a 400-person auditorium. If I have 200 people mm-hmm. and then I'm having two services as well, have one service, have one service, have your 400 there. Okay. Now your thing it makes sense. Have a night service too. Yeah. And then probably only half will come anyway. Mm-hmm. And then prayer meeting only a quarter. Yeah. But Hey, you know what? At least that your church service on Sunday, you'll have everybody, but until you can fit and then, and then, and the best part is then they do that and they go, oh, well, we need to make more space we have too many people at the one service. We'll do two services. Well, I mean it's half filled both ways, we need to expand. People don't want to be close to each yeah, they, other. Yeah, we need to expand. We need to be we need, the, the sanctuary needs to be double the size. Yeah. The sanctuary needs to be 10% bigger. What
1: what annoys me with it is I, I see these churches that are you know, again, not just disparaging where a certain church is, you know, I think a house church is if you're going to start a church and you have a couple people, then start it as a house church. Honestly, you get to know each other more. It's very low uh, effort on the, like in terms of what you have to do to get it set up. You got some dining room chairs and maybe a couple folding chairs. Yeah, everyone can bring a folding chair, bring them out and bring them to church, sit in the living room, have a house church. As time grows, you might need to get another place. And if you have to move to a strip mall, I think that that is a great place to have a service for a little while. I don't think that a church should be fully realized in a, a rental space. Mm-hmm. It, it, if at all possible, I would say a church needs, I won't even say needs, I won't even say should look for, I would say, Preferably, should try to get a designated place of worship, just because there is that little extra bit of emotional connection to it. You know, you have saying, "This is our building." Yeah, yeah. This is we we you know we bought this piece of land, we built this church, or we maybe even bought another church. Now, if you can't do that.
0: Okay. That's do do what you need to do. My biggest argument, my biggest problem is like if you can't, then don't. If you Mm -hmm. can't afford the car, John, don't buy the car. Who's John? I don't know. I just can't. It's like it's the most common name in America, so I just went with it. Okay. Like
1: four people just looked at their um, phone. Like, like, maybe I shouldn't have bought the car. I'm
0: just saying you don't. Buy it if you can't afford it. Like I mean, I understand this whole thing with the houses. Like I mean, obviously, I'm not gonna have two A house big, is obviously different. I'm not gonna have 200 grand in my pocket and be able to go buy a house. I mean, some people can. Good for you. Um, but yeah, but you, it, it's it's something where it's if it's completely un. It's not necessary to go and purchase something and be like, all right, we're we're gonna do it because we want an emotional connection to it. And you've seen this happen
1: a couple times now, where not talking about churches, talking about other businesses or other people have had their bank completely dump them. Oh yeah
0: because of what they believe Their sponsors
1: completely dump them. Yep. You have uh, you know buildings that have removed businesses from them. So when you're when you're trying to start a church and you have to take, take a loan out on a bank, you have to remember that you're going to be beholden to that bank, and if you have to do that to build this church, and your con- you and your elders uh, view it as necessary to take the loan out, don't preach like you're beholden to the bank, because if the bank pulls the loan out from under you, oh well, that's great, because if you're preaching the truth and they do it, great, honestly, that's the greatest reward you could get. But remember that if you're taking, if you're beholden to someone else, you can't act like you are. You're the only person
0: you're beholden to is Christ. That's right, and that's and it, I'm so exasperated by this topic because <laughs> I just <laughs> cannot, I, I cannot understand why. And we have this, we have big churches here, and they're just like we have to get another campus. We gotta get another satellite campus. Mm-hmm. We gotta buy more land. They're up there. I think my wife is mopping. Ah, I think that's what it is. It's just so loud and obnoxious. I'm like, I don't know if there's like <laughs> war going on in my home. I need to go in and take. I don't care think of. they can hear it. We just gotta keep um, focused. Yeah, so we'll keep focused on it. Anyway. But it's like more campuses, more this. Uh, there was one time this 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 church bragged about. Uh, we needed fifteen million dollars. Fifteen million. To, Fifty or one five? 15 Fifteen, fifteen. Where we were fifteen million dollars in debt. What was it? I can't remember what the story was. Now all I remember it was the fifteen million dollars that they needed, and the church gave it to them. And like the people in the church, like they all rallied and they gave, and they got their fifteen million, and they went and they bought their campus. And I'm like. What would $15 million have done out in any missions field? Mm -hmm. What what would it have done for, as Jeremiah said, which was a great—I didn't even think about that—giving scholarships to people going to seminary? What would it have done for those people? Yeah. But instead, we're here—we have to make our church the biggest and the baddest— and we just must expand. But then you do it under the guise of, well, it's, you know, for God's glorif- glorification. But I'm not, I'm, I'm, as a layman, I'm looking from the outside in and looking at people that are more glorifying their feats of, look what we built as a church. Look what we built. Um, not, look what Christ is doing and how he's helping us spread his his good news, the spread the gospel. Mm-hmm. I don't see it. And it's it it's just I don't know. I think it probably has to do with my grandfather being a missionary in Indonesia. I just yeah I, I look at it where it's like they people like him when he was there, they needed so much. You know, and there was those those chosen small churches that gave so faithfully to their ministry. And he was out there like my mom lived out in those jungles for like her entire life. And it was like, what something of that size could have done? Not saying give $10 million to my grandfather. <laughs> I was saying if you gave it and you spread it to so many missionaries that need the help, that need the help out in those fields, those dangerous places, those uncomfortable places. And we're sitting here in America trying to build a bigger church every time our church is nice look we look at the amenities we have we have a gym why do you need a gym in your church
1: because once every 6 months someone wants to use it for a rec league game
0: yeah why do you need basketball yeah. courts in your in your in your uh, yeah. church and what what gets me upset as well
1: and this is going to sound harsh when i say it uh, especially in the Bible Belt, we have too many churches. Now, hear me out on when I say that, what I mean. I'm not saying that we need one exclusive church that everyone in the state needs to go to. Why can't we all just do one yeah, church. We all need one exclusive church. We all drive across the state to this church in the capital, and that's where we go. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying you go to any. Town square in any city in the state of Alabama, and you will stand in that town square. and Within walking distance, you will find seven to eight churches. Three of them will be Baptist, you'll have a Methodist, a Catholic, and maybe a Presbyterian. Yeah, I think that that didn't equal seven. And throw another one in there to equal seven, maybe Pentecostal. Thank you. Go. Uh, so you get all those churches. Well, let's let's break down. What, what's different about all those churches? Well, one of the Baptist churches is a you know big evangelical, non-denominational Baptist church, and so they have the fog machine. Well, the other two, um, the fog machine. <laughs> one of them is more Reformed Baptist, and the other one is more traditional Baptist. Okay, do those need to be two separate churches? Or can those be one church
0: that can utilize that space better. Well, because like in church history, you can, and actually I have read about this, in church history, because you, didn't, you had, didn't have all these denominations, mm-hmm. you had debate. So it was, everyone was kind of in the, in the church. Mm-hmm. You had like the, the temple was the place where they'd meet for church, let's say at the beginning, before it was destroyed. And it wasn't, we, you know what? One denomination on this side and the other denomination on that side. All right, guys? And you just stay away, do mm-hmm. your own thing. It was, they all came together, and then there was debate. It was like, yeah. Hey, okay, wait! No, let's look at this. Look at the scripture here. What does the scripture say here? And there would debate about it as opposed to, we're just gonna split yeah, off. You know, means- I'm gonna be Reformed, so I'm gonna split here. You be a primitive, and you go yeah. here. It's primitive. Yeah, primitive. But, I've done. Um, there's but, so many different yeah, Baptists, There's, there's too. I don't even know. Yeah, and
1: then there's non-denominational, which is just Baptist with fewer steps. But it the is, the I was non-denominational. <laughs> the 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 part point with that is. You know, obviously we're not saying that, you know, every person who falls under the category of Christian, including Mormons and Catholics, needs to come together and be best buddy buddies. No. The the Christians which affirm the Bible and affirm those main big things, Sola Scriptura, Sola, uh, sola Deo Gloria, Sola Christus, the, the five solas of the Reformation, uh, if you affirm the Trinity, if you affirm what the atonement was and why it, <laughs> it gets us into heaven and there's no other way that Jesus is the way and the truth and the life, then we can meet together and we can call each other brother and sisters in Christ without an issue. We can have small disagreements and debates over, Oh, well, uh, where, where do we, uh, you know, infant baptism, where do you fall on that? Right? You can have those small debates because in the grand scheme of eternity, those are small debates. They may look big here, and I'm not taking away from, you know, my own personal beliefs on infant baptism or another person's beliefs on them, but if you're going to have those debates, let them be just that. Don't let them be divided. Don't right. let them be pushing you to uh, not call a Presbyterian a brother because they like to sprinkle babies, you know? It, they're still our brothers and sisters in Christ. There are Methodists I know who are leaving uh, with everything going on. I can't remember the name of the uh, the association that the Methodist Church is having a big... They're they're having a big come apart right now, but there are m- people in the Methodist Church that are faithful followers of Christ. Same with the, the Church of Christ. I know that there are a lot of people who are misguided and in the, the pseudo-cult of the Church of Christ. I, again talking to them one-on-one they might they may be a brother or sister in Christ they may not be so having that ability to to talk with them and to say hey what do you believe about the trinity the doctrine of the trinity what do you believe about the atonement being able to talk to them about that is is very important and if we divide ourselves to such an extent that we never associate with someone from a different denomination all that does is stick you one in an echo chamber To where you just blindly believe some of what you believe. And it also gives a us them
0: mentality that is not necessary and not biblical. It's not, I've had a lot of that happening even in my family with the us versus them, as opposed to like, this isn't about battling over this. Like, this isn't, we're not, we're supposed to, like you said, we're supposed to be brothers in Christ Mm -hmm. and we're sitting here fighting over stuff where it's like, do we agree in in the fact that now, I, Christ died, rose again on the third day, defeated sin?
1: Yeah, and there, I mean, I mean it, as, it, when I go out and I, I witness uh, on Wednesday nights, I'll, if I come across someone who a, appears to be a, a faithful Christian, I end every conversation and call him a brother because... That wasn't something I got when I was their age, and it wasn't, you know, brother. That's kind of a weird thing to say, but it, it, it's true. We're brothers and sisters in Christ. That person is my brother, and I had a Mormon uh, try to call me brother because they like doing that sometimes, and I would... I, we're, we're friends. I'll be friends with you, but I'm not your brother. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. We don't affirm the same beliefs, so with with all that said church buildings <laughs> <laughs> you, we we went you, on a major you, rabbit trail but you but
0: want you said you want less yeah There's i think that churches. the less churches i want buildings? i want less church what what are you i want
1: it's not that i want fewer churches it's that i want better churches mm-hmm. i want churches that are it, it, even saying better churches sounds strange it's a very weird thing because saying, oh, I want fewer churches doesn't mean, oh, the one church in Arkansas, the the one town in Arkansas that has only one Bible-believing church for 57 miles, and everyone has to go there, and they drive wind and rain and sleet and snow. But you're not I'm ta- not talking about that. I'm talking about the talking places about the quality? where— You're not talking about the quality I'm talking either. about the quality. Okay. I'm talking about if you have a, a, a good Bible-believing church, if you have— seven or eight of those in a four-mile radius. It's like, hey, why don't we come together? Yeah, yeah. What? what why are we separate? How can we stuff into what, one of the small buildings? What can we do together for the glory of the gospel, right? It doesn't have to be an immediate, let's all get together and do the same thing. No. Why don't you get together? One church, you know, the First Baptist and uh, Grace Baptist uh, on the corner of First Street and Second Avenue. They get together uh, once a month and go out witnessing. They go out and feed the homeless.
0: I mean, look at um, why why can't we why can't we
1: have that cross pollination of churches in Colorado?
0: You have my cousin's church, Reformed Baptist, and you have the Catholics, and they go to the Planned Parenthood um, building every Saturday and protest out there together. I mean, so it's like again, like you said, it's like. Am I a Catholic? No, but can a Catholic come out and protest with mm-hmm. me on that? And can you can you use that as an opportunity to yeah. witness to a Catholic? Exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Absolutely. <laughs> so no, what no, no, yeah, I'm not saying. But that's no,
1: all, no, I, I get I get what you're saying. I don't yeah. think anyone's going to take that to mean that you're saying everyone can. You know, if you're a Catholic, that's totally fine. No, no, context, people, context. Uh, but in saying we need fewer churches, that's not trying to say get rid of as many churches as possible. That's saying, what can you and your church do with like-minded believers in your area that are already meeting? And if you are trying to start a church and you have five people who want to start a church, are you wanting to start a church because you want the church to do exactly what you want? you want it to do. Or are you starting the church because it's the only church around that is, that you can't find a church anywhere near you. That's preaching and teaching the gospel. I, I mean, I know some people up in Idaho that have to—they they are in house churches and in tiny, teeny, tiny churches because they're the only ones. Yeah, There's a lot of Mormons in Idaho, so it's it's kind of difficult to find uh, a, a good Bible-believing church. But when I say fewer churches, I don't mean, you know, knock them all down and get, get everyone together no matter what. I'm saying do what you can— for the body of Christ, not just within your church, focus on your church first, just like you would focus on your family right. first, but then find fellow believers who are not in your church. A Presbyterian friend who, yeah, you don't agree on everything with, but what can you do with, with what, what can, what can the, what can the Baptist church and the Presbyterian church do together for the glory of Christ? I think we're seeing a lot of good coming from that now with, uh, and, and abortion now is a mm-hmm. great thing. They're, Tons of people. It's a big movement um, and a a big uh, legal action group as well. And they're Baptists, Presbyterians, some Methodists, some Pentecostal. Yeah, everyone has different opinions going into that. But those different opinions, at the end of the day, are opinions. They all believe the same Christ and they all have the same mission going forward.
0: I got you. And I think the last thing with me is that I was reading about this whole church building thing was like, I, I was like, anyway, uh, it was a article about like how to, cre- like how to do a church renovation the right way. Mm-hmm. And one of the things was it said, when you build a new church, church building experts say. That when you build a, I'm being serious. This is not like I'm just making this up. I'll, I got the article. I can show it to you. But church building experts say that any new addition to your church will bring in a fifty percent increase in your attendance. A fifty percent increase. That's that's what church experts. That sounds building. That experts. sounds like the biggest made up statistic I have ever it's, heard. It's almost like. That statistic is making it so that we want to go build. Yeah. To then did they get, did they
1: give links to local contractors yeah, in local the contractors that right below they, that?
0: Uh, that? they but that they trust and, and want you to uh, wow. also trust as well. It, it's again. I look at the system. I look at it, and I just I ever since this 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 terrible thing happened in high school, I guess that just has completely scarred me for my life. I, I look at these buildings. And and I see you know these chur- I see churches when I drive down they're they're renovating this they're renovating not renovating the inside but they're renovating like building on to their thing and I are their church building and I'm like is it necessary like obviously like a place like Grace to you has members that fill that auditorium every Sunday right yeah okay so, so I'm not saying that okay. I think that it's problematic for them to do that. I'm not saying that at all. I am saying that they need to, that churches that don't need a huge auditorium to then build a huge auditorium so that you can attract more people because they're like, oh, that church is new. Uh, They're not, they, they just built a new building and they've got they've got all the nice stuff in it and and like the the music is really good and they got the lights and they got the, the cameras and the action and you know we need to we need to be there like that is not the right mentality with a church absolutely not a church building is not a business folks it is and, not a business
1: yeah and i kind of i talked about it earlier too you know when i was talking about churches in strip malls or wherever they need to be uh, uh don't, don't look down on those churches just because you have a building. Don't look down on those churches if you're in a, in a beautiful cathedral. You know, of course it's nice to have nice things, but the focus, and this is something that I see, especially with Catholics, is they, they have this beautiful, ornate building. They have statues and paintings and the history, and they could all tell you when the church was built and who laid what bricks and who did this, that, the other... The 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 inlays of gold on the certain pews, and who did the 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 woodworking on X Y and Z, can tell you all that? And yeah, it's a beautiful building, but the inside of the souls, the inside of what people have, is bankrupt. It it it's it's lost. These people, while they have beautiful buildings, while they have all the nice things, and the gold, and the statues, what do they have for their souls? What are, what are they being fed? And often, well, if it's a Catholic church, always, they're not being fed anything. They're being fed dust, and sand, and they're weak. They have no basis for their faith. They have false belief and while yeah their church building looks great i've seen a lot of pagan temples that look better
0: it's not about the yeah, it's not about the building it's just not it's not and i think if that's if that's your your thing that's your jam you're you're completely in the wrong place um and i think that you should st- i'm joking i'm not going to go all the way like jeremiah does <laughs> yeah you, uh, shame I mean, you. you shame on you no i don't i don't have an encouragement you. or
1: a reprimand for this week i'm no. just saying it well, I guess an encouragement is if you are blessed with a with a church building, take care of it. And if you're not handy with a, a hammer and nail to go up and fix the roofing, then paint the siding or paint the baseboards, vacuum. Save,
0: renovate. Yeah. Keep what you have. Keep it up. It is God's house. Try not to go into debt. Do the things that are right for it and stop bringing in... a a worldly desire of conquest or whatever it is that just it it possesses these people to like want these humongous places that are unnecessary when that money can go towards something Mm -hmm. that can do so much more for the kingdom of god than a building than a little building that sits or a big building that sits in a small city in the south or anywhere else in this country or in the world that's 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 all. And if you don't agree, well, Well, you're wrong. Yeah. So, always remember that. And on that note, (laughs) what are we
1: going to talk about next week, Lou?
0: So, next week we got uh, a special guest. Possibly. Possibly a special guest. We haven't asked him yet, but he wants to come on. We have not asked him about next week, but we should... Yeah. Should I call him? I'll call him on the air. Well, don't call him on the air. (laughs) Well, but we, we'll talk to him and see if he wants to come on. But the, uh, the topic would be what you wear to church. What you wear as in clothing to church. I think it's a very good topic. I have great stories. One that involves oh, yeah. Jeremiah's father. One of the, <laughs> one of the greatest stories um, of, of all time in my books. I, I remember it vividly and I'll never forget it. Uh, and also other stories as well. But thank you all for listening. I almost said watching again. Uh, you can obviously uh, talk to us on Twitter, F underscore O underscore Y underscore W. First off, you're wrong. And uh, like I said, we keep saying we're going to get some kind of video thing up here. I'm just going to keep saying I'm going to do it. So In about four years, expect some video content. It's going to be interesting when we actually get to like a YouTube live thing because then people will see us like when we're like fidgeting yeah and when I have my arms extended out real wide I love how you extended your arms out real wide when no one can see no one can see me me, but you know it makes me exaggerate the words better yeah so I like it so anyway always remember first off you're wrong and we'll see you next week (laughs) bye bye